2: On this episode of the SNSW Podcast. After taking a look at the NFC in episode 5, it's time for the AFC. As Joe Malkin, Rayshon Buchanan, and Craig D'Alessandro preview and predict the record for each team. With a few surprises along the way. This is the SNSW Podcast. But it's all relative. And welcome to episode 6 of the SNSW Podcast. I am Craig Delisandro, executive producer of the SNSW Network. If this is your first time finding us, please consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. The SNSW Podcast is a one-hour weekly, two-hour monthly podcast recapping the latest news in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcript of today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as our WordPress and Buzzsprout pages. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you generally get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. We are recording today's show on Tuesday, September 8th, to be published Thursday, September 10th. On this episode, it's the SNSW NFL Prediction Show, as we predict the record and reputation of teams around the NFL. As you heard in Episode 5, we touched on the NFC, and on this episode, we have the AFC. And here to lead us into that is our host for this episode, Michael Marcangelo.
3: Thanks, Craig, and welcome to Episode 6 of the SNSW Podcast. This is the AFC's version of the SNSW Prediction Game. A lot like last episode, the rules are simple. The six members of the SNSW team have been broken up into two groups of three. You heard the NFC. Now it's time for the AFC. Each group will get 12 minutes to submit their agreed-upon best guess for the record of each NFL team for the upcoming season. Then, the other group will will get two minutes to respond to that prediction. Whether they think solid choices or much more fun, they think you guys are pretty dumb. Each group will get a point for every correct record they predict within two games. So if we say the Pats will win 10 and they win eight or they win 12, that's a point. At the end of the conference, they will submit their now three wildcard picks that if correct count for two bonus points. Final tally will happen at the end of the season. As you heard yesterday, the NFC wrap-up was myself, Dave Clark, and Bob Kelly, and now the AFC will be Joe Malikin, Rayshon Buchanan, and Craig D'Alessandro, starting with the AFC South. Boys, take it away.
0: So, Rayshon and Craig, we're going to start with the Houston Texans who do take on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, on Thursday night. Uh, I have the Texans at 9-7 and seven this year. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien is consistent, but also a little nuts. Uh, and who? why did he sanction the Hopkins trade? I know we can go into my whole theory of he didn't want to be there. Five years ago, their receiving core this year would be one of the best in the NFL with Fuller, Cooks, Stills, and Cobb. Like, if you told me that five years ago, I'm drafting all four of them in fantasy football, uh, and there's so much speed, but are their hands good enough? And they've all kind of had injury problems along the way. David Johnson needs to be healthy, and Watson needs to be better to run. Watson was sacked 54 times in 2019 most in the NFL I just see a lot of disappointment with these guys I have them at nine and seven what do you guys think
2: I'm just happy we're getting rid of the absolute dumpster fire of a division first off because this this is just a bad division it's not good Houston's gonna win this division I completely agree with Joe they're gonna be nine and seven.
0: Oh, I didn't say they're gonna win
2: they're not, oh okay all right then the then I agree on their record that they're going to be 9-7. and seven. But the only reason they're going to win this uh, – the only reason they're going to go 9-7 and seven is because of this Deshaun Watson. They have the, – the Houston Texans have won this uh, division two years in a row, but the runners up to this division have advanced further in the playoffs than the Texans have both of those years. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, the fact that Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson's going to be enough for them, but uh, this is just a garbage division for me. It's going to be like this uh, – it's going to be a theme for this division.
4: Yeah. I don't, I don't have a uh, Houston winning division either, but however, believe it or not, we actually have them having the same record. So check that out. We're already all on wow, the same page. That, already, you know, so, uh, um, but you know, I, I think, you know, losing Deandre Hopkins was huge. Like yeah. uh, that, that to me is, is really unforgivable on uh, Bill O'Brien's part and Bob McNair, whoever's, whoever's in their front office, like that, that just can't happen. Um, you know, I like Will Fuller as a player, but I've I've said before, like I just I don't think that either him or JJ Watt um would probably make it past five or six games because they're just they're just prone to injury. Um, and at the end of the day, we know that your your best ability is your availability. So I, I just don't see that that happening. Um, so you know, I, I, nine and seven. Yes, nine, nine to seven. We agree to that. So next. <laughs> All right. So
0: next, I, I know, I, I know we could go off on that, but we're going to, we're going to go with nine and seven on the Texans. And then we're going to move to the team that Craig alluded to uh, that was the wild card team last year, but went further than the Houston Texans. And that's the Tennessee Titans who I have winning the AFC South, which just going to throw that out there. Now I really like this team. Like if I had to pick, a mediocre team to like, it's the Tennessee Titans. I have them at 10 and six. I, I really do think Tannehill is a new man uh, and he has his own personal bodyguard in the backfield in, in Derrick Henry, uh, who I think we all love as a football player. I think he's phenomenal. Um, their young receivers, are gonna, they have another year under their belt. A.J. Brown will probably see a production slip. They have Jonu Smith at tight end. Corey Davis will be important to the offense. Tannehill was only sacked 36 times which was middle of the pack last year. And if uh, Jadavian Clowney, who they signed last week, and Malcolm Butler can stay healthy, I think this defense is too fast and too hard-hitting not to go 10-6 and and not to win this division.
4: Yeah, um, so I actually don't have them winning the the division, um, but I have them losing the tiebreaker to Indianapolis, so we'll get to that in a second. But the addition of Clowney to me was – I know he only had like three and a half sacks last year, but I feel like he's someone – uh, when he's locked in it can be, you know, a playmaker on defense and a, and a difference maker. And then, you know, Derrick Henry got his, he is one of the top running backs in uh, the AFC if not the NFL. Um, you know, he led the league in rushing uh, last year. Um, I think an underrated move was when them, them actually signing Guskowski, especially if he's healthy. I just think that, you know, they're becoming New England South, so to speak. <laughs> and I believe that they'll have a good season, but I still don't think they'll win the division because you have a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Um, but I just I just they, – they, they'll still go, you know, 10 to 6, maybe 11 to 5, but I think they lose a tiebreaker break the Colts.
0: So, I mean, Clowney's just going to have a field day in this division with, with these quarterbacks.
2: Tennessee, I see, have them going actually 7 to 9. I have a really, really hard time. You know, we talked about everything with Jadavion Clowney and Derek Henry, but I just have a hard time looking at this team being a winner long-term. With Ryan Tannehill being your starter for 16 games, it just that just doesn't, you know. I've seen him on Miami for so many years, it just doesn't work in my head that he's. We in-
0: all, we also never saw him play this bad in, or this good in Miami.
2: That's well, that's true. They're completely different teams. I think you, Mike Riley, is a better coach than he's ever had. But still, I, the player he is, I just, uh, I just don't see it in a full season. So, what do you think? Uh, seven and nine.
0: So you're at seven and nine. Ray and I are both at ten and six. Let's go nine and seven.
4: Yep. Nine to seven. Perfect.
0: All right. And we move on to the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who Rayshon believes is going to win the AFC South. Um, I believe they finished third in this division. Uh, my record is eight and eight, but th- this is kind of a weird one for me because Frank Reich is one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. I think he gets so much done with so little. Uh, where I said earlier that the uh, 49ers were Kansas City Light, I think Frank Reich is. Frank Reich is Bill Belichick light, which is kind of funny, seeing as they were supposed to have Josh McDaniels. Uh, Phillip Rivers is the quarterback. If he and T.Y. Hilton can stay healthy, it'll make for some fun highlights. Rivers loves that deep ball. We saw it with Keenan Allen in San Diego and Los Angeles. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league, which is great for an aging quarterback. Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. I I have them at eight and eight, but I think this team is going to be fun to watch. I I feel really bad for the uh,
2: for the other team on the NFC because we're just agreeing on a lot of this here. I know uh, Indianapolis to me, who a, a team I think will finish second in this division at uh, also seven to nine. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers he loves that long ball, and I think with a good, actually a good offensive line on, like what he had in San Diego and Los Angeles for a number of years. You know, just throwing it up to T. Y. Hilton, he's they're going to score a lot of points. You know, their defense is better than it has been, but I just don't think it's. To the point where they're going to be contending. So, you know, I, I I just don't see it yet, but this is definitely a team that you should watch out for.
0: Jack Doyle could have one of the best
4: seasons at tight end he's going to have in his career this year. Well, I actually have them at 11 and 5, so I'm, I guess I'm a little bullish on them. But I, I think like Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton are the best wide receiver running back duo in this division. And I just think like, you know, obviously Philip Rivers should be comfortable in the freight ride system because he, you know, he had him as a coach over in, uh, that's right. They were San Diego. And then, so I just like, yeah, so if they're, if, they healthy, if they're healthy, I just feel like they should win. They should be the favorite to win the division.
0: So you have them at 11 and five. Craig and I both have them at eight and eight. Uh, I, I know this is very diplomatic of me, but so, I think we put them at, no, I think we put them at nine and seven with the other two teams, and then we can decide who wins the division later.
2: I'm just saying I had them at seven and
0: nine. Oh, you had them at seven and nine. I had them at eight. All right. What do we think of nine and
4: seven?
2: I won't say no. I'd say I'd yeah,
4: say- I think like I said, I, I still think they win the division. I think they, they get the tiebreaker. So I said that. So um, that's true. We can go with ninety-seven. Yeah, that's fine. Ninety-seven.
0: And the the final team, I it should be fast, Mike. What what's, what's our clock at? Because um, the first thing I I have written for a note on the Jacksonville Jaguars is tank for Trevor. Doug Marone is a is an absolute fraud. He's a fraud. Uh, Gardner Minshew is the best thing they have going for them, and he's kind of a cult hero. Like he's going to sell tickets and put butts in seats, um, but th- they'll be competitive. Uh, but they're not they're not going to win many games. DJ Chark is the only wide receiver there. Um, they have a competent defense; they always have, um, but in this division, they're going to have a have a tough time um and then my last note that i wrote this was too much to write about a team i have zero faith in two and 14
2: yeah this is a team that's just pretty much rebuilding and you know they're competing for the number one pick you know basically it's basically this season is about whether uh their starting quarterback moving forward is gonna be garden Minshew or somebody else that's for the- lawrence next year basically all they're playing for yep what's your record craig oh lord what is my record with the jacksonville jaguars four and twelve
4: oh wow that's generous Ray what do you think so you'll laugh at this I didn't even write notes for them that's how I, I forgot about them so they <laughs> trash uh so that lets me that lets you know what I think about them so um I don't even think they go 4-12 and I think they go 2-14 and yeah um you know when you trade literally the whole damn team away um you know you get rid of some you get rid of Coughlin who was in the front office as a special advisor uh, he was just old yeah, he was old, but you know, uh, you know, I mean, this team went to the AFC Championship game, and everyone thought it was on a rise, and just like that, it was over. So like I said, you know, we don't need to continue. But they'll, they'll go, yeah, typical, right? They'll, they'll go two and fourteen, um, and they'll, they'll get a top, you know, five pick, and they'll still ruin that too.
0: As a great man once said, as the host of this segment, I'm gonna tell you that they're going two and fourteen. I'm That's not gonna not a direct quote.
1: I'm not gonna argue with you on that.
0: All right, boys, go ahead. Two minutes.
1: Okay, so as the host of this segment, you're taking the executive approach and going 2 and 14 with one of the worst teams in football when our host went going to the no, I'm still, no, no, I'm no, still no, thinking no. I'm still
5: thinking about Mike putting putting the <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking about right now, all right? <laughs> we were like um- going to the super no but so i'm wor- i'm worried about them though i'm worried about the afc uh, podcast team because immediately they started getting along when we spent right. uh we've spent about 12 minutes of segment just absolutely at each other's throats
0: wait till we get to the east wait. Oh.
5: i do i do have,
1: so going to the actual picks here i do have to agree with uh joe on the titans here i think the titans are a dark horse dark horse a dark horse <laughs> if i could talk love those horses a dark horse for the Super Bowl. Be quiet, Lions, man. And I think Derrick Henry is going to emerge as another as that top tier of running back this year. Um, so I agree with you on that one, Joe. I think Titans definitely win that division. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I, I got to agree. I think the Titans are the favorite in that division. I do think that the Colts with Phillip Rivers in a dome, though, could be sneaky, but, I mean, your picks weren't outlandish. I do think the Jacksonville Jaguars probably have four wins in them. That's,
5: that's about that. But Bobby, no, they're not going to win the division. Okay.
3: DK, go ahead. Ah, they're
5: a dark horse, buddy. They're a dark horse. Uh, I think um, Indianapolis is not as good as you guys said is the only thing I disagree with. I think that personally, I personally think just my own special personal me opinion is that Philip Rivers sucks. Yeah. That's all, I, that's all I have to say. So that's it.
3: All right, Michael, where are we going next? All right. So we are going to the AFC North. You all have 12 minutes starting now.
0: I love the AFC North. I love this division because it's it's actually going to be competitive again, uh, except for one team. And we'll get to them because we're going to start with the team that I think is going to win the division, and that's the Baltimore Ravens at 13-3. and three. Um, Last year they finished 14-2. and two. I think this year that there is a little bit of a slip. It's a one-game slip. That's all I think it is. Um, I, I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson learn how to – Manage his offense better. I think in a lot of a lot of places last year he felt like he needed to use his legs and be a playmaker with his feet rather than putting the ball into the hands of his playmakers, which he has so many of, uh, including Mark Ingram in the backfield. Uh, he has Mark Andrews at tight end. Um, they they really haven't changed much. And John Harbaugh was on the hot seat. Uh, if everybody remembers prior to the 2019 season, like everybody wanted him gone, and I think that was partly Flacco's fault because I think Joe Flacco just decided that he, he's like done and wants to sit on a couch and watch TV the rest of his life. Um, Baltimore is ranked 30 sec- Baltimore is ranked 32nd in schedule difficulty heading into the season, um, and like I said, you might see some numbers slip from Jackson, but I, I, I just like this team all the way around. 13 and three
2: love this team heading into this year. I think they are pretty much the exact same team. Uh, You know, Jackson's going to have another phenomenal year like he did last year. I don't think he's going to run as much as he did uh, during his MVP year last year. I still think he'll be a good dual-threat quarterback, but essentially, you know, they added Mark Ingram and the running game. But this is essentially the same team that they had from last year, and that was a pretty good team. And they added even more on the front seven. So I look at this team, you know, I think they dip a little bit because I have a hard time, you know, giving any team like a, like one of those phenomenal records, like one of those, Oh, they're going to come out 15 and one records. I see them as an 11 and five team. They're going to be really good.
4: So as I was saying, <laughs> they're, they're not, they're not going to dip that far, Craig. Um, I do appreciate the sentiment though. I had them going 14 and two. Uh, so they're going to have the same record they had last year. Um, you know, I, I think finally, you know, Lamar, this his first playoff win, but like I so said, we'll speak about that an, another time. Um, and you know, I you know, so you brought up J.K. Oh, I don't know if you brought up J.K. Dobbins, but um, with them drafting him, like I think, besides uh, Edwards Hilaire, who was drafted by uh, Kansas City, I think he'll have the most impact as a rookie running back. Um, so I, I expect them to do more of the same. I actually think Lamar's numbers actually will be improved as a passer. Um, I
0: agree. He,
4: he he, but he has he has to run in order for them to be as successful. So, um, you know, it may it may be different when he does it. Uh, you know, maybe he'll rush five times as well to 10, but he, he has to keep that threat there. But uh, they, they win division at 14-2.
0: So 11-5, and 13-3, 14-2. Let's meet in the middle and go with that 13-3. and
4: 13-3. No, I, I think, think there's no way they win 11 games. Though They're going to win more than that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
2: I just have a hard time giving any of those teams like oh they're gonna come out and just blow doors out. But
4: I, I don't see 12 yeah, and but they, 4 they I mean, dominate though. Like it's not like it's one thing it's one thing if they were like seven to nine a year before, and then they got all this talent. It was like, oh, they're gonna go 15 and 1. It's like no, because no no one's a paper champion, but they showed last year with the same exact team. They're, I mean, they're really good. Maybe
0: it's because we're Patriots fans. Uh I don't see 13 and 3, 12 and 4 as outstanding. I see 14 and 2 as that threshold where it's like Okay, now now you're saying that a team is a- elite. No, you know what I mean. Like that's. No, I agree. Take elite. take
4: take that, Bobby. Take that. Um, so,
0: all right, we're, we're moving on because we spent a lot of time on the Ravens. Just like the NFC team spent a lot of time on the Bucks, uh, who won't win a playoff game. Pittsburgh Steelers, I have next at ten and six after a disappointing year at eight and eight last year with no Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he's healthy. I think Mike Tomlin is a good coach in the NFL, especially with Roethlisberger. Uh, I think James Connor is underrated and will have a much better year this year, even though he did play well last year. Uh, the Steelers defense is always the Steelers defense. And I, I just, I don't see this team going 500 or worse, uh, with a, a hell, uh, this is, this might be the hot take with a healthy Roethlisberger. I just, I don't see him with James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, a good defense, ten and six.
2: Is the hot take that Ben Rafflesberger is going to be healthy? Yes. <laughs> actually completely, uh, you know, and, and I'm sorry NFC team, but I completely agree with Joe on this. You know, Ben Rafflesberger was lost early last year, and this team still mar- uh, managed to carve out an eight and eight record. And you know, with Rafflesberger coming back with, a, with an offense that clearly he was comfortable with, and it wasn't comfortable last year with that. You know, parade of quarterbacks that uh, Pittsburgh put out, and a defense that's just absolutely led by T.J. Watt uh, on a pass rush. They're going to be feeling really comfortable the uh, AFC North this year. Uh, I see them as a ten and six team.
4: Well, guess what, guys? Guess what I had their record as ten and six. Ten and six, baby. Let's get uh, it. We are, we are just right. It's, it's, it's almost like we had a show. We had a meeting before this. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, big, big Ben coming back uh, to me is huge for them. I do believe he stays healthy. I don't think he's had too many seasons where he's um, been out for the year. Or no, he's you know. got two Super Bowl wins. He's better than Eli Manning. Yeah, exactly. No, no doubt. Um, Romo too. But uh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. So I just, Get I just him think going right, and then lock, locking up. It's my turn. Uh, locking up Cam Hayward. I think also was huge too. I think he's he's been a staple of that defense. So. <laughs> And yeah, so I think uh, yes you know, so I TJ Watson the to beast too. So yeah, I got them going ten to six, and should be a bounce back gear for them. Next up,
0: we have the Cleveland Browns, who I have at seven and nine. Just gonna throw it right out there at the beginning. Um, who is Vikings? For, former Vikings offensive? Yeah, wow. Where'd that yeah, Kevin Stefanski? I got you. Where'd that New York accent come from? <laughs> who is former Vikings offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski? With an offensive coordinator at the helm, I, I see this team playing well on offense I I mean Cleveland was literally on the verge of a dumpster fire with Freddie Kitchens at at head coach last year he didn't know how to manage the personalities and I think Stefanski will have a much better time of doing that with Mayfield uh OBJ Landry and they just signed Hunt to a two-year Kareem Hunt to a two-year extension I I just think he's going to be able to manage those personalities Um, this team is going to get there, but it's not going to be in 2020. Um, But if Miles Garrett can stay out of trouble and they can keep their defensive players on the field, um, I I mean, I see three of their wins coming against Cincy and Washington. Uh, I see them beating the Giants and the Colts, but they'll surprise a couple teams along the way. I got seven and nine.
2: I have them at eight at eight. I think that uh, the head coach position was obviously their biggest addition. Uh, You know, with a coach like him coming from Minnesota, I think that, you know, this is – when this team was designed, it was supposed to be an offense-heavy team, and I think it's going to be heading into uh, 2020. And they should be right into it. They should be contending, at least for a wild-card spot. You know, uh, Baker Mayfield should have a much better year than he did last year, and this offense should finally start to click a little bit. I have them at eight at eight.
4: I'm. I'm probably, I have him at nine to seven. Actually, um, I think this is the time that you know bigger Mayfield has to take that step. Like it's to put up a shut up year for him. Um, sure. You can't have all that talent around you and, and not produce. So like I said, Hunt and Chubb, you know that should be a good running back duo for him. That, that should help him out. Uh, and it's like getting a coach that's going to be uh, centered around making him better should help that team immensely. So I got them going nine to seven, potential wild card. Who knows? But um, I got them going nine to seven.
0: So we had seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. We're gonna put them at eight and eight, and I think they can contend for a wild card. That doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna pick that at the end. Uh, but we'll put the uh, Cleveland Browns at eight and eight, and we finish off the AFC North with I, I. This is weird for me to say. I think they're a worse football team than the Jacksonville Jaguars but I think they're going to finish with more wins and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. And my first note on them was yuck. This is the coach that I think is gone before he unpacks his bags. And that's Zach Taylor. I don't think he makes it through the season. Uh, Things have changed a little bit. I mean, Dalton gone, Joe Burrow in, maybe that's what saves Zach Taylor's job is the fact that Joe Burrow is a rookie quarterback and they're going to give him time. Uh, but I looking at their schedule, no, no game on their schedule gives me any hope that they're going to win anything. I have them at three and 13.
2: I actually have them at six and 10, believe it or not. I think they're going to be a lot better than the thing. I really think Joe Burrow is going to continue that really offensive showing he put on in LSU. And, you know, they, they tell me that AJ Green's finally healthy this year. And, um, if that's the, if that's his first option, Joe Burrow, I think should have a, while, while obviously a losing record, I think that they're actually going to do you know better than people think heading, in, heading into 2021 after a, a while well, subpar 2020 season better than people think.
4: Yeah, they'll go four and twelve. Um, you know, I am excited to see the the Tiger King uh, <laughs> come in and throw the real there. Tiger King. <laughs> you know, love yeah, I love that too. Uh, I've been waiting all night to use that. But um, yeah, having throw the football, I think you know having a wide receiver like AJ Green. Uh, would also help, and then I think just sign, you know, keeping uh, extending Joe Mixon was huge for them, too. He's had back to back a thousand yard season, so it'll be exciting at times, but they win, win nothing more than four games.
2: Can I say one thing about Joe Mixon?
4: Sure, dude's
2: a
0: piece of shit. Wow, he is, he's
4: a good running back, though. Yeah, <laughs> so I agree. Well,
0: there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of guys in the NFL. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger could be classified as the same thing, sure, exactly, correct, <laughs> but, good, but good quarterback. So, um, I
2: I've seen video of Joe Mixon being a piece of
0: shit. Well, fair, fair, yeah, but that's not going to change the fact that they're going to win or lose games because of Joe Mixon this year.
2: It was more, it was more of an observational life point.
0: Well, I'm, I can't, I can't give them six wins and I can't give them five, so I'm going to go with Rayshon's four and twelve on that one. I just, I don't, I have no faith in that team, uh, and I, I think that they're just going to. Mm. I think six is way too much. I still think four is too much. If they had a Super Bowl for the worst teams in the NFL, it would be the Bengals and Jaguars in my mind. Um, all right, Mister Marcangelo, what are, what are we doing?
3: Just a couple of things here. Don't say "could" when referencing Ben Roethlisberger being a, a, a piece of shit. Right? He is not could. He is one. And the Ravens are the definition of a paper champion. They have not won anything under this new uh, under this new regime with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they had a lot of wins last year. In one I, year. How did they do in the playoffs? Right, thank, thank you, Joe. No, 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 our, time, no, 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 our time. Our time. Our yeah, time. It's our time. You guys need to meet yourselves. They did nothing. They lost. I, I also just want to say one thing. I, there's a lot of ass grabbing going on in these segments with you guys. A lot of agreeing. <laughs> I, want, I want to see some more conflict here, okay? Yeah.
5: I mean, I didn't know we put the best best friends in the world together. Jeez. Uh, it, I only just have the most breath. reasonable. Our time, our time. We are... I only have I only have one point, and it's that Joe Burrow is, as a rookie quarterback, the worst possible division to come into um, is to get just absolutely killed four times a year by the Ravens' defense and the Steelers' defense. Um, he better learn how to win a game like five to three because that's what happens in that division. Like, if he doesn't know how to do that, then, like, I don't think he's going to be very good. Bobby was champing at the bit to get in, so go ahead, Bobby.
1: So I have – so I, I... – Don't agree that I think the Ravens are not going to run less this year. If anything, I think they end up running more. Hobart already said he's not adjusting his offense to keep Lamar healthy. He's going to do what makes their team the best possible, and that's run with Lamar Jackson. Um, Two, I think the Steelers win this division. I think that shoulder injury and surgery to Big Ben uh, is a big deal uh, that people aren't talking about, and I think they win the division. And with the Bengals, I, I can't I can't hate on their last year. Or Zach they can. It was awful. Because coming it's in... really easy. It's really easy. Watch. The Bengals were terrible. <laughs> coming into twenty nineteen, that team was already looking at twenty twenty. All right. After in, after week eight, they had Ian Finley starting as quarterback for the last eight games of the season. I'm just saying Zach Taylor keeps his job to the end of the season unless they start out like 0 twelve. Our okay. time is our time is up. Their time is now, and they will be dedicating their next
3: twelve minutes to the AFC West. Your twelve minutes starts now.
0: So well, apparently, we we can't be nice to each other anymore. So let's start with the AFC West, where the Kansas City Chiefs are first, and they're going to go. Wait for it. Remember what I said about the Ravens, where you can't give them. Or I said about any team to Craig. Uh, fourteen and two is an elite record. The Kansas City Chiefs go fourteen and two. And they have a win-now mentality. We've talked about it before with the contract that Patrick Mahomes signed in the offseason. How are they going to keep anybody else? So they go and win now. They figure it out now. 23 sacks of Mahomes last year means that they have the best offensive line in the league. Uh, Mahomes, Hill, Watkins, Kelsey, Hilaire, miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson – their defense was middle of the road in 2019 they're only going to get better this year andy Reid is a top three coach in the nfl um not even going to playoffs and where what i think they're going to do there 14 and two
2: well considering the fact that this is year one of patrick Mahomes' last four years in the nfl It's going to be an absolutely – You're insane.
0: All right. Okay, first of all, no, this is where we're going to get heated. This is one of the points that gets me going every time you say it because we get into – Mike's like, ah, he's going to be great for eight years. And you're like, no, he's not even going to be in the NFL in four years. He's not going to be, he's not going to be out in four years. He signed a long contract. I get, it's not the best contract in the world, but I understand why they signed it. I understand why they offered it to him and I understand why he signed it, but there's zero chance that he is out of the NFL in four years. There's zero chance he's out of the NFL in seven. And Mike and I were talking about it We're comparing him to Tom Brady, which they're two very different players. We understand that. But Brady was elite, which this, this makes Bobby angry. Brady was elite for eight years. Patrick Mahomes will be elite for eight years, and I believe that started last year. I give him seven more years, but go ahead, Craig.
2: I just believe that the way he plays is just asking for trouble. It's the same way with Lamar Jackson. The way he plays is asking for trouble, and I think that, you know, eventually he's going to get one of those sacks where he just doesn't come back, and then that will be the end of him. But that being said, for this year, they are going – to dominate it'll be a 13-3 to record it's just a question of how dominant they are whether they just cruise in the afc championship game or whether they have a few miscues
0: remember when a guy on the other side of things said that um uh he he made a point about a guy and then turned it around well i'm, I'm gonna kind of do the same thing here and and tell you that there was a guy in 2008 that got his knee blown up and came mm-hmm. back and was elite for nine more years, or at least elite for a few more years, and then still pretty good uh, after that. And uh, I, I just, I can't, I can't with with you and Patrick Mahomes, uh, Rayshon, get me get me out of the hole.
4: Yeah, that's 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 a joke, Craig. I'm, I'm sorry, brother. But um, <laughs> that's uh, um, yeah, I, he he'll he'll be elite for a long time. Um, but anyway, so I, I have them going fifteen and one. And the only reason why they'll lose a game is because they'll rest the starters at the end. This is this I, is the ever, this is his time. I think that he'll win his second MVP this year as well. You know, like I made a reference to him earlier on the show, but um, you know, drafting Edwards hilarious that he's like a he's, to me, he looks like Brian Westbrook two and um you know we're in the region with him so I just feel like adding another weapon like that to go with Kelsey Watkins Hill they're gonna be dangerous like they only lose a game because they choose the rest of the time at the end of the year
0: I don't think it gets to that point I think if they're 15 and 0 in in week 17 I think they play their guys to go 16 and0 because I think Harbaugh is that kind of guy I mean uh, he was one. Of, he was one of the guys that started the the whole thing in with New England, trying to get us in trouble, pulling the the rule book out on us. After Bill did it to him, I think if he's got an opportunity to go sixteen and zero and put himself in the same conversation as the two thousand seven Patriots, he t- he takes he takes that opportunity and and runs with it. So so. Uh, Craig, you had him at 13 and three. I had him at 14 and two. Ray Sean at 15 and one. Um, Ray, I'm going to go on our, our end here. I'm going to call the 14 and two uh, as the division winners. I don't disagree with you, but I think putting him at 14 and two leaves us open for that 15 and one, 16 and 0, which I, I do think is possible. Our next team is the Las Vegas Raiders. New city, new stadium, same Raiders. I don't like Derek Carr, but I don't think that that, that he can't be successful. Um, he's got Henry Ruggs, the third, he's got Darren Waller. Um, they bolstered the offensive line. Carr is a guy that needs to stay upright. He's kind of like a, uh, a, a poor man's Drew Bledsoe in my mind. Um, but he, he needs to be more upright than, than Bledsoe did. And that's kind of saying something, um, they're going to struggle against Kansas city because everybody's going to struggle against Kansas city. Their defense puts up a fight, uh, I have them at nine and seven. It, it might be a lot. I think if they had fans in the stands, I think that that nine and seven record would hold up more, but I have the Raiders at nine and seven.
4: Yeah. Um, I have them at eight and eight, just like some of the quarterbacks we talked on here. Like I think it's a, it's a put up a sub year for Derek Carr too. Um, the numbers are kind of misleading with him because uh, he threw for another 4,000 yards. <clears throat> excuse me. Last year, I think 21 touchdowns, eight picks, but you know, when you have a talent like Josh Jacobs and you have a talent like Darren Waller who's okay. from nowhere, nowhere, um, you have to produce. And yes, they've traded some pieces of waste. since group has been there, but uh, there's still talent there. But like I said, new like Joe said, same uh, same team. You know, they're in a different city. Uh, they go A and eight, and they continue to be in that place of mediocrity. So, uh,
2: I I think that the Raiders were one of the most disrespected teams in the NFL last year because they, even though yeah, they stunk. They were still in contention for a playoff spot until the middle of December, maybe the end, of, maybe towards the end of December. I, you know, I I don't hate Carr as much as a lot of other people do, and I still still think that Gruden's a good coach. But that being said, I agree with that, yeah. And you know, but all that being
0: said, they're still a six and ten team. Six and ten. So. Uh, I I think we go with Rayshon's here and go in the middle of eight and eight. I think that puts us in a safe position where we can go drop to the six and 10 or get to the nine and seven. Uh, and I don't think much more than the Cowboys at AFC. No, they're better. Uh, so we'll go with eight and eight for the Raiders and the third team. in the AFC West is the Los Angeles chargers of San Diego. I'm sorry. The San Diego chargers of Los Angeles. So this is this is an interesting one for me too because I think the Chargers have a bad ownership group as well. I think Anthony Lynn is a good head coach. I like Anthony Lynn, but I don't think the organization wants to win. I think there's a couple of coaches in the NFL that are like that. They they're not they're not going to blow the season to get Trevor Lawrence because they drafted Justin Hebert, mm-hmm. right? So, but they have Tyrod Taylor starting at quarterback. Um, I have never been, especially after their first couple of years. But Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, I'm just not. I have no faith in because I don't think either one of them can stay on the field. Austin Eckler has surprised everybody and come out as a top running back in the league. Um, and by top, I mean there's not that many, but I I put him in the top ten. Uh, Hunter Henry is a good tight end if he's utilized correctly. And my last note I have here is how long until Hebert's starting a quarterback, I have the Los Angeles Chargers at four and twelve.
2: I have them actually at seven and nine because I actually think they're they're gonna surprise a lot of people on offense. And I think they have a really, really good defense. Better than a lot of people think.
0: They actually, do have a good defense.
2: Like Lance Leonard coached too. I think that they're gonna surprise a lot of teams. I think they're gonna they're gonna feed on a lot of the bottom feeders in this league to put off some good cheap wins, but they'll be there at the end of the day.
4: Yeah, um, I got them going at six and ten. You know, I think Herbert probably would have been the number one pick. had hey, He came out last year. However, I just don't believe in quarterbacks that come out of Oregon because Mar- is trash too. So, um, I feel like he'll be a bust at some point. But and is you know same thing with uh, you know they you know with Mike Williams and um and Ken Allen like yeah great talents Derwin James great talent Melvin Ingram great talent but they don't reach their potential ever because like I said they're not able to be on the field. Yeah. Uh, so they'll, they'll go six to ten. Anthony Lynn will be. Hitting his desk out at the end of the year, and um, that, that'll be in that'll be the end of, of that era for them.
0: So we're gonna go with six and ten on the Chargers. That's what I'm uh, what I'm deciding here. And uh, Bob, we're not that mean. So finally in the AFC West, we have the Denver Broncos or uh, Craig's favorite team, the Denvers. Yeah, we we Craig loves the Denvers. The Denvers. This is an interesting one because I don't like Vic Fangio. Um, I, I thought last year was a an interesting year um, for the Denver Broncos, finishing seven and nine. I, I thought that was almost uh, generous. I know it, it's fact; it what it ha- it's what happened, but I thought that was generous. Um, I, I'm they have Cortland Sutton um they they drafted jerry judy they signed melvin gordon so they have melvin gordon and philip Lindsay. drew Locke is now gonna have a, a, his first full season their defense just lost von millard um which is tough to an in, in ankle injury um I, I still like their defense but i i'm gonna have to give i'm gonna go back to back seven to nine seasons for the denver broncos i'm I think they're I think they're moving in the right direction. I don't think Vic Fangio is the guy to get them there, uh, but for right now, seven and nine.
2: You know, for the last five weeks of the season last year, Drew Lock led them to a five and one record last year. So it's put a lot. of – He's people-
0: good. I like Drew Lock. Yeah.
2: So it's put uh, you know it's put a lot of people like you know on watch out for uh, de- uh, watch out for Denver's mode. So you can <laughs> <laughs> so you can de- uh, but you know with the. I just don't think they're ready for prime time anytime soon. And with the loss of Von Miller, especially today, uh, especially today on Tuesday, um, they—I don't think they're going to be a good team this year. I have a five and eleven.
4: Uh, go quickly, got him going eight and eight. I'm on the Drew Log bandwagon. I like Judy. I like Sutton. I like Philip Lindsay. I like Noah Fant. Um, they miss. They're going to miss Von Miller, but I think they go eight and eight. so right, let's, so put, let's put, them with, put them in seven uh, and nine
3: with uh, with 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 five. Uh, no, no seconds to spare. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that I, I thought that was your that was that was the best segment. I agree with most of what you said there. I do think that it is unrealistic that that the Chiefs lose more than one game. I also think that if they are 15 and 0, there is no way that they rest their starters exactly. and don't go 16 and 0. I am also on the lock bandwagon. I think that the Broncos could be a sneaky team in that division. Uh, don't count out the Raiders, but the Chargers are just terrible Tyrod sucks that team doesn't
5: want to win you're right go ahead DK I can't believe that like the majority opinion of the Sunday night sport SNSW Sunday night sports trap team is that John Gruden is a good coach he's got to be the stupidest man in football I hate that guy everything he says is ludicrous he's a terrible coach he's got a dumb quarterback he's a dumb guy two dumbs definitely make it dumb so oh, the, the owner is
0: pretty dumb too, but I, I can't. The, uh, it's it,
5: I don't even know, about like, yeah, if you hire John Gruden, you're an idiot. So there you go. Um, he's responsible for the worst Super Bowl of my lifetime, and uh, I 100% hate him. That's the only thing I have to say about that.
2: Is it true he still rides a van, drives a van, short yep. bus? I believe
1: is the uh, is the is the vehicle of choice. Go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> Thirty seconds, Bobby. Uh, Chiefs completely agree. I completely agree disagree with you dk i love the raiders this year i think that they are going to be a sleeper team and let me just
5: peel myself off the ceiling with the surprise that i that just shot me up there that you're a gruden fan what like why am i not surprised (laughs) um and then
1: with the chargers i disagree with all of you i think the chargers are also a sneaky team i think justin herbert is going to be a really good quarterback in the nfl um i really liked him at oregon i know he's not a pro style offense guy But I really like Herbert. I think the Chargers are a sneaky team. Uh, I do think the Chiefs will go undefeated. I actually had that. I I was thinking that the whole time.
3: All all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the main event of tonight's show is the AFC East. Joe, you have 12 minutes, and that 12 minutes starts right fucking
0: now. Let's do this backwards, because I think we all thought I was going to start in New England, and I'm not. I'm actually going to start – Uh, in reverse order of how I think this division is going to finish. So we're going to start with the New York Jets. Adam Gase is a fraud and is another coach who will be fired before the end of the season. Again, the New York Jets, a terrible ownership group. I I think he's, they, they, I don't even know where to, to put my thoughts with Adam Gase because I'm just so He frustrates me so much. They effectively imploded in 2019, and I think it's because of him. Um, Le'Veon Bell is nothing since he left Pittsburgh. And that can be argued, I know, but he just – he's a shell of himself. Um, I mean, look at him and Antonio. The the best – the worst thing they did was to leave Pittsburgh. They should have just stayed and played it out because they'd probably have a Super Bowl. Um, Their defense – is probably what's going to win them games. I'm not a huge Sam Darnold guy, uh, but I also think that Adam Gase is ruining Sam Darnold. Uh, and they also have the third hardest schedule in the NFL. I have them at four and twelve, which actually is probably generous after what I just said about them. But four and twelve for the New York Jets. The entire schedule for the AFC East is just—it's just a landmine.
2: It's just tough every week. They don't have an easy and any none of these four teams have easy weeks head, head into the season. The New York Jets stink. They are really bad. The, their biggest addition from this offseason, season, two of them. Uh, one of them's not even playing, and that's um, Joe Flacco. Uh, the second one, uh, Brashad Perriman. He was in a he, he to me is a minus on this team than what they had with Robbie Anderson last year. The Jets are so bad. They're probably going to end up getting a couple of sneaky wins, but they are a four and twelve team at best.
4: No, nah, they. Uh, well, I'm sleeping on the Jets. Um, no, they. They go. They go five. They go five and eleven. Uh, you know, I still think Sam Donald sees ghosts all year, not just for the Patriots, but all year. <laughs> Adam Gates was given this job because of what he did with Peyton Manning, and he's done nothing in Miami. He's done nothing in uh New York. So, but, and can- he didn't even do anything with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was already Peyton Manning. What? Peyton- right, exactly. But you know, Peyton you know, Manning I, got. got- no, certain guys get opportunities, but, but well, that's another podcast another day. Sure, uh, but Adam Gase got the job in New York because of Peyton Manning. I mean, he
0: also had uh, other quarterbacks out there, including Brock Osweiler, who he slightly made look okay. Uh, he's just he's 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 a bad coach.
4: Yeah, now he's slightly on the bench, but yeah, five five and eleven. Um, they don't do much, and um,
2: have them doing better than we do.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think with, you know, because I mean, I I don't think Le'Veon Bill is as bad as you guys saying he is. Like, I mean, obviously he's not what he was in Pittsburgh, but I think if he's utilized in the right way, which he probably won't, that's saying a lot, but... I think they could find a way to win five games. I mean, <laughs> they did beat Dallas last year, too. That play at Robbie Anderson last year was great. So that that, that was one of my uh, favorite players of the year. I so. can't
2: believe they let him go. He was their best player. By well,
0: we,
4: we're moving on to the next team. It's the Miami
0: Dolphins. They were 5-11 and 11 last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback. He's been named quarterback again for the Dolphins in 2020 with Tua Tagovailoa behind him. Devontae Parker Mike Kosicki are going to be vital in that offense. Fitzpatrick... It's funny that I'm about to say this, but he's another guy that makes it happen with his feet. That sounds so weird to say, but he did. I mean, he 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 won them games with his feet last year, which is wild. Um, Brian Flores has what it takes to be a good NFL coach, and I I can't see them being worse than five and eleven. Uh, they drafted offense two offensive linemen in the first two rounds uh, to keep Fitzpatrick upright. Fitzpatrick threw 20 touchdowns and 13 interceptions in 2019. Again, another organization that's not run very well. Um, I believe they will beat Miami, uh, beat New England in Miami again this year. Their defense is suspect. I have them at seven and nine.
2: They have spent so much money trying to rebuild this team that I am very happy that they are starting uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback because, you know, I, I I'm not I'm still not sure if uh, Tua Tungavailoa is. 100% heading into the season, you know, I know they keep people keep telling me is but I saw that injury he had during college and you know, I think it's it's, it's better to play it safe than them when they know they're not going to compete this year, but they're looking forward uh, to it in the future, but they rebuilt and spent a ton of money on the uh, on their defense this year. So I expect them to at least, you know, be a somewhat competent team. I'm not saying they're going to be good. But you know, I expect them to at least, you know, have some good games, but still they are a four and 12 team at best.
4: Uh, I actually had them improving two games from last year. I think they go seven to nine as well. So me and Joe agree again, go figure. I I liked, I liked the tour pick, Um, you know, fans down there last year, you know, I was living down there at the time, you know, they talked about tanking for Tua. So it it worked for them. So I'm, you know, I guess they were happy with that. And I said, I think spending money on that defense was key, you know, so getting getting Van Noy, getting Byron Jones, uh, I forget some other names they added, but um, I just think that helps. And, you know, so
2: a lot of expatriates.
4: Yeah, a lot of, yeah. So, I mean, which, you know, may, makes sense, but I mean, that feeds into what, you know, uh, Flores was trying to do down there. So he's trying to build yeah. a, a different culture. So, but you know, they, they go, for, they go seven and nine, I think.
0: I, I'm going to make a, a weird executive decision on this. And I know on the NFC side, they, they kind of, if two people agreed, I'm actually going to knock them down to six and 10 um, because I, I do think they improve. Um, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not sold. I'm not sold yet. And I, and I think it's because we're going to see Tua take over at some point. And I don't know how that experiment's going to go, but I think Fitzpatrick is the right guy to have down there. Give the elder statesman the football if Tua doesn't do well uh, and, and try and do something with it. But I, six and 10, cause I think seven and nine could, then we're talking about fighting for, for something, if they can be that good. Um, so the the team that I believe is going to finish second in the AFC East, drum yep. roll please. Nothing. All right, the Buffalo Bills. I have them at ten and six. Um, they're young. They have playmakers all over their offense. Josh Allen is not the most accurate passer, but he will get the job done. Devin Singletary in the backfield is going. He was a big part of that team last year. He's going to be even more a part of that team this year. Um, their wide receiver core is very. Patriots-esque. It's interesting what Sean McDermott is doing up there. Um, they have speedy guys with good hands. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown, uh, elder statesman of the offense. Their their offensive line will keep Allen upright. Uh, the Bills defense was second in yards allowed last season, and Sean McDermott has a great opportunity right now to do big things in Buffalo with a bit of a changing of the guard in New England. Not full, you know we're kind of just the, the prince has ventured out and but the king is still there. I have the Buffalo Bills at ten and six.
2: I also have the Buffalo Bills at ten and six.
0: I do have them winning the
2: division at ten and six. Uh, I think that Josh Allen right. Oh, oh, we're gonna go at it. Let's go. I, I think that Josh Allen right now as a state, uh, as it as it looks right now and we haven't played an NFL game yet is the best quarterback in this division. I think that Stephon Diggs give them the best chance to win. That's right. All right, come on, bring it. Come on.
0: I, I'll get to it when we get to the next team. Go ahead.
2: All right, but I have them at ten and six. I think they win this division.
4: Well, Craig, uh, we agree, sir. Um, but I think <laughs> going, I think they're going eleven and five. Um,
2: Hold on, we got a handicap match coming up in a minute.
4: Right. <laughs> that, that's fine. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, I, I think they, yeah, they go eleven and five. Um, Josh Allen is the best quarterback in this division right now. Um, even without playing the game, I feel like. Uh, you know, to White is, you know, a top, you know, five corner in the game 100%. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he's he's phenomenal. So, um, they came if they had a better offense, they probably would have beat us twice last year, but they, you know, but they didn't. So, um, I just think they win 11 games this year, and the division goes through Orchard Park.
0: I'm gonna, it, this is kind of a handicap here where I, I, I don't hate the 11 and five. I'm going to put them in 10 and six because as a team, we need to be in that, in that ballpark. So I'm going to put them in 10 and six and we can talk about who wins the division. After I tell you that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lead into the new England Patriots by saying that you all, all five of you know me very well and know that I am not a Homer when it comes to the new England Patriots. I love my Patriots. I'll, cry whether you guys think it was real or not when we're talking about the 2001 Super Bowl. I, I can't, I can't, I can't for the life of me. And if the other three of you make a note and say it after we finish this, I can't for the life of me understand why you think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the AFC East. Cam Newton is the best quarterback in the AFC East. He has, he, he has an MVP. He's won an MVP. He's won playoff games. He, he is the best quarterback in the AFC East, and now he's playing for the best coach in the AFC, uh, possibly in the NFL. The addition of Cam Newton alone gives the Patriots 10 to 12 wins, where I think without him, they're 8 and 8, 9 and 7. He's not Tom Brady, but he's dynamic. If he's, again, the, the theme, and Mike and I talked about it beforehand – Uh, and Dave as well. I think Dave was the one that said it when I said it's all about health. And he was like, well, that's because you're in the midst of all your fantasy football drafts. It's very true, but he's dynamic. He adds a dimension to the offense that is, that they were in desperate need of after Tom Brady left. And not that Tom Brady was a dynamic as dynamic as Cam Newton was, but Cam Newton can make plays. Tom Brady couldn't and can't. And Tom Brady can make decisions that Cam Newton won't be able to James White is going to play a huge part in this offense. He's not Christian McCaffrey to, to Cam Newton, but they have two very young tight ends. Um, They have their wide receiver core is, is the most suspect unit on the entire team. Um, Sony Michelle is in a make or break year this year. They signed a fullback in Jacob Johnson, who I think will be very important to Michelle's game. Bill Belichick is still the head coach of this team, and if everyone rows the ship in the right direction, there's there's no way they one they lose this division. That Cam Newton isn't the best quarterback in the AFC East. Patriots at eleven and five, winning the division.
2: I don't disagree with you on the principles. The principles there, I think we agree with. Uh, on should Cam Newton be the best quarterback, and maybe he will be the best quarterback in this division. he could be, but I'm basing it on what I see right now and the fact that I saw no preseason games, the fact that I saw had limited training camp film to see on him and the fact that he was just a mess after what I saw from him last year. I'm just not willing to put all my chips on the table and go in on that. And specifically for this Patriots team, which, by the way, I have at 9-7 and right now, it could change moving forward. I just have a hard time viewing them as the dominant Patriots team that I remember them being. You know, I, I look at that – I look at that defense. Yeah, their secondary is still amazing. I think Kyle Duggar is going to have an amazing season. Stephon uh, – Stephon Gilmore is going to do what he does. I look at their offense, uh, particularly their wide receivers. As you mentioned, they're a mess. You know, Julian Edelman I think, going to have another good year. Nikhil Harry, we're going to see. I, I'm higher on him than a lot of people are. But other than that, you know, who's after him? Gunnar Olszewski? I think that what what you're going to see – the I love day- a punt returner. But still, I think you're going to see the fact that they cut Muhammad Tanu so late in camp. I think you're going to see a lot of that offense that you saw in Carolina, where it's going to be a lot of passes out the back. And maybe that'll work for the Patriots. It'll be a different offense than we've ever seen. But right now, I just can't just you know, maybe after week one, after they face Miami, things will be different. But right now, I just can't justify giving them any better than 9-7. and seven.
4: All right. So 9-7. and seven. No, I mean, I listen, Joe, I want I want you to be right. I do. I, I want you to be right. But like Craig said, as what I see with my eyes, Josh Allen's been that guy. I uh, you know, said so they got to the playoffs last year. I just think they have what it takes to to win the division again. i um, oh, sorry, win the division this year, not again, but win it, win it this year. So we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. Ten to 6 10-6. six. All right, we'll go with ten and six
0: for New England. And uh, guys, go ahead. I know we're we're a little over there, but go ahead.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's ass nine for one for anyone to say that that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the AFC East that that is just absolute trash especially when you have a former uh, NFL MVP in there as Joe did mention with the greatest coach in the history of the game um, they're not going to be like 14 and 2 but they are going to go 11 and 5 I think that uh, two a time is going to happen sooner than later in Miami. Um, but ultimately, I think, you know, my, my gut, I'm not a homer at all either. I, I do think the Patriots win, win that division. I don't know if they're going to go far, but they win that division.
5: I feel like you do think Josh Allen is better than Cam Newton, though, because in this SNSW Fantasy Football League, he went like six rounds before <laughs> Cam Newton did. So if there was like a ton of faith yeah, in was- Cam Newton... I feel like somebody would have drafted him, you know, Josh Allen's a good, I don't think it's that outrageous to say Josh Allen's the best quarterback in that, in that division. Like he's going to throw for a good amount of touchdowns this season. Cam Newton's a totally unknown entity in new England. Like we don't even know what that team looks like. And he doesn't have a lot of people to throw to, like they were saying make or break on Sonny Michelle. It's like, I mean, that guy's numbers are not great. I mean, I'm not a Pats fan. You guys know more than I do about them, but like, yeah, I don't know. Cam's a, it's 50, 50, you know, he's got a big upside, but I wouldn't say he's definitely the best quarterback in the division. I think if Damian Harris was healthy. Oh, your time's over. You already went, you already went for way longer than 12 minutes. Bobby, go ahead. (laughs)
1: Um, so, I'm, I'm with the Bills' take. Um, I think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in that division. I think you see a big nice. step up from Josh Allen this year. Not only do I think the Bills are going to win this division, but I think they're a serious dark horse to win the AFC. You heard it here uh, first.
3: Oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah, great take. That's really hard You heard, it, you heard it here
1: last, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> pick the Lions to win a fucking division. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so I also think uh, that Sony Michelle is possibly – the worst first round running back maybe ever drafted besides Trent Richardson. I think he's an absolute bum and he's going to be a reason that they lose a few games. Where was, where was Lawrence Maroney drafted? I would take Lawrence Maroney over, over. What?
0: What? What? Mike, how are you and I, the only two sane people on it? Like I I was with Ray Sean and Craig. I mean, the the whole thing about Mahomes just blows my top off. But but, The, 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 Wait, wait a minute. Wait, oh, stop, hold,
4: stop, hold, stop. Hold, stop. No, time hold,
3: out. Hold on. You guys aren't done yet. We need your three, wi- we need okay. your three wild card
5: picks.
4: Well, first of hold all. On, wait, know. wait, 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 Joe. Hold on, Joe.
5: Now, that I, segment's you, over. Three wild card picks. That's, it. Oh my That's gosh. all we have time for. That's all we have time for. Uh, three wild card first of all, we have another
0: conversation to have because we have an AFC North winner in the Ravens and an AFC West winner in the Chiefs. In the AFC South, we have the Texans, Titans, and Colts all at nine and seven. Who wins the division? I have the Texans.
4: Well, I Sean
0: has the Colts, and cults, I yeah. have the Titans. So we're going with the Titans, AFC East. I'll get uh, you know what? I'll give this one to you guys. I I completely disagree. Um, but we can we can talk about that on another podcast because I think Rayshon and I are going to have some words up by the flagpole at three o'clock. I'm going to give you guys the Bills as the division winner. I think you're I think you're I think you're crazy. Um, so our three uh, wild card picks uh, based on record. Um, it would be the New England Patriots. I think we can all agree on that. The tech, the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Ray, yep. any objections? Yeah, no.
4: no, I mean, Alexa, I got the Colts winning the division, so I don't, I don't think they're going to be wild card. I think they won the division. So.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's why we talked about that, and I'll give you the bills, you son of a gun. All right, so, um, Mike, our, our picks are the uh, Texans, Colts, and Patriots for the wild cards in the AFC.
3: I mean, I I do think that the AFC South this year is, I mean, is probably the division in the AFC. I mean, obviously the Chiefs. We know what they're going to do. We all we all get it. But um, those three teams, in my opinion, are going to be fighting for for a playoff spot. Uh, it, it looks like you you gave them you gave them all one, mm-hmm. uh, so that that's that, that's good. Uh, but no, I think I think that's it. I think it's a pretty good take.
1: Uh, and Joe, I have to give you all the credit in the world right now. The fact that you just put your Pats at a wild card and held your Pat segment to only five minutes, I think, just deserves much recognition, I think.
0: I, you know what? It should have been longer, and when DK said that we were only going to be given 12 minutes here, I was like, listen here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be enough for the Patriots. alone." No, <laughs>
5: no one told you to stretch the Tua and the Dolphins out to, to eight minutes. I, I really did. <laughs> I, I, had, I
0: stretched the Dolphins out, uh, six and ten team out to, to eight however long it was, but uh, I mean, it's so, impressive, it's yeah.
4: Impressive I'm, but I'm I'm not forgiving Bobby for that Lawrence Maroney take and Tony Michelle. Yeah, that's, that's that's a, awful. That's dude. a
5: weak ass. That's why that's why it, we well, have Sunday shows, guys. The game's that's over. right. Congratulations.
0: And if <laughs> you, so, again, if you are listening to this, and I'm sure Craig will do this in post, but if you if you have listened to this whole thing and made it to this point, we do have our live show on Sunday evening at five o'clock. The Sunday Night Sports Wrap, the flagship show of the SNSW Podcast Network, uh, from five to seven. All six of us will be there, and it's going to be a a good one because not only do we have football starting, but we'll be on right at the end of the Patriots-Dolphins game uh, and during the 4 p.m. game. So come hang out and, uh, and, and watch and listen to games with us as we talk mostly about football and probably the NBA.
2: Well, I'll be sitting in front of our flat screens.
0: Yeah, I'm probably gonna be sitting right here, so you'll all get this You
5: guys have flat right. screens. I still listen to it on the radio.
0: Well, I I heard about that in L.A. It's about those <laughs> those sweeping power outages, isn't
5: it? Are you still wanted... playing with those little leather helmets?
3: <laughs> I just want so, to say, like my my final word on this entire podcast is the Detroit Lions pick will win us the game, but it won't it, it can't lose us the ultimate game. Okay, Bobby's. So that's why you make picks like yeah. that. You, you grow a set and you make a pick
0: go ahead. <laughs> so, so that's what, that's where we, we need to go back to is the point of the game is that, you know, Mike, Bob, Dave are the NFC team. Myself, Craig and Ray are the AFC team. We're trying to win the most points by being within two wins um, of their, their win total uh, and picking the playoff teams as well. So, and then, again, we don't know what the prize is going to be yet, uh, but it's going to be something and probably embarrassing like they do in fantasy football or something. I don't know. Who knows what we're going to do. Uh, we will do a, a final word in just a second, but just to give you a full and complete rundown, one more time real quick. In the NFC for uh, Bob, Dave, and Mike, NFC East, they have the Cowboys winning at 10-6, and six, uh, Eagles at 8-8, eight and eight, Cow- uh, Giants at 5-11, and 11, A football team at three and 13. That's so freaking weird. Uh, NFC North. They have the uh, Lions at nine and seven as the division winner. The bears at nine and seven as a wild card Vikings at eight and eight Packers at six and 10. NFC South Buccaneers at 12 and four as a division winner. Saints at 11 and five as a wild card. Are as a wild card, Falcons 8 and 8, Panthers 5 and 11. In the NFC West, they have the Seahawks at 12 and 4, winning the division 49ers at 10 and 6. As a wild card, Cardinals at 10 and 6, Rams at 6 and 10. In the AFC for myself, Sean and Craig. In the North, we have the Ravens winning the division at 13 and 3, Steelers at 10 and 6, Browns at 8 and 8, Bengals at 4 and 12. In the AFC West, we have the Chiefs at 14 and 2 as a division winner. Then we have the Raiders at 8 and 8. The Broncos at seven and nine, Chargers at six and ten, and in the AFC East, I don't know why they talked me into this. We have the Bills winning the division at ten and six, Patriots as a wild card at ten and six, Dolphins at six and ten, Jets at four and twelve. I also just realized that we gave three playoff spots to teams in the AFC South and completely boned the Steelers.
5: Yep. you sure did.
0: Yep, you we sure did. did.
5: The Steelers, Patriots, Patriots like to bone the Steelers. That's that's the thing that they like to do. So they do it. It
0: checks out. Well, I really hope the Steelers stink and the AFC South gets three playoff teams. You, sure. you, so, you, like, my home,
5: you like my home life to be miserable. is essentially what you're saying.
0: Oh, oh, geez. She's not a Steelers fan, <laughs> is she? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. My wife's a Cardinals fan, so I don't really have to worry about anything. Uh, so final words here. I'm going to start uh, on the NFC side with uh, Dave.
5: Uh, that was a super fun show. I really enjoyed doing all those picks. I initially was panicked at Mike picking the Detroit Lions, um, even with a winning record or, or an over 500 record. But apparently we're putting all our eggs in that basket. Um, I feel like I'm about to lose my last 50 grand on the, uh, on the Detroit Lions. But uh, whatever, let it ride. Bobby. Bobby uh yeah first of all the first take
1: is that me and dk both somehow convinced mike to put the cowboys and the bears into the playoffs so i see that as a fucking win and b as much as i hated that lions take you're right mike shooters fucking shoot let's go lions
0: so bobby's now bobby's now dropped the most f-bombs in a show i'm gonna mike i'm gonna switch it up i'm gonna go to rayshawn here
4: yeah um i won't be swimming. <laughs> no this no this 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 was dope um I expect the AMC to wipe the NFC, just want to make that clear, um, you know, AFC all the way, baby, um, as as you see by my shirt, even though you guys can't see it, but, you know, I'm wearing the pass jersey, shout out to Teddy Bruschi, um, but as always, uh, I'll let in every show until this happens, you know, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor.
0: Craig, you're, you're a talent tonight,
2: so uh, final words. I know it's weird, isn't it? People actually get to hear me talk rather than, you know, edit these shows for two hours.
0: Everybody's going to love it, and they're going to tell the other the, the rest of us to get off the show, and it should just be the Craig show. But we're not going to let that happen. Uh, got?
2: No, I know where my talent lies. Um, you know, this, was a, this is different for us. This is a good show. This You know, we're going to have four hours of podcasts out for this week for everybody, um, including Sunday. So, you know, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, let us know. Of course you liked it. Let us know in the comments down below. Mike, go ahead.
3: You know what? Like, I just want to say, like, I think that the, the amount of ass-grabbing that happened on the AFC side was alarming and offensive. I think that what separates <laughs> our show from other shows are the fact that we have difference of opinion and we have different takes, and we all have to make a decision based off of that. I feel like we did that on the NFC side. I'm taking the Detroit Lions. Shooters do fucking shoot. You're all right,
0: Bobby. And the NFC team is going to take this home. But thank you, Joe. I I, th- I think the Lions – I think that's that's wild. I think that's wild. I think putting the Lions and the Bears in the playoffs over the Vikings and the Packers is wild. I, I, I understand the logic, so I'll, I'll let it go. But um, my other take on the NFC is, um, and I'll, I'll say it again on, on Sunday, and um, it's not as important as what uh, Rayshon said, but I'll say this until it happens. Uh, the Buccaneers are, are not winning a Super Bowl and they're not going to a Super Bowl uh, and in the AFC, um, if anybody's a Steelers fan listening and, and heard what we did, I, I take full responsibility for keeping the rate of the Steelers out of the playoffs at 10 and six uh, guys. This was fun. Uh, I enjoyed this. And, uh, you know, a little more ass grabbing. We do have to give Dave some credit here for putting this together. I think this is going to be fun to watch throughout the season. We'll give people a, a kind of an idea of what's going on. Uh, NFL starts Thursday night. Uh, we really can't wait for the NFL season this year, a little something to, to keep our minds minds off of things and um and and change the uh change our mindset here a little bit
2: oh yeah i almost forgot the world is a pretty shitty place right now isn't it
0: uh yeah but that's why we get together every week because i like talking to you guys a lot more than i like uh being in the outside world.
5: I don't like talking to my team. I'm done with those guys. You're was, done with those guys. Oh my God. That was yeah, just well, like, Bobby, Bobby jumped ship on like the last division. He was like, I want to be on their team. I and be you guys are all playing each other.
3: I don't understand why you guys are so mad. I put the bears and the Cowboys in the playoffs. Listen, you only
0: listen, gave the bears a wild hey, card spot. Hey, we listen. had final words already. It's on the host. I'm going to shut up and host. Thanks, Rayshon. Craig's
5: going to have to We're, cut a ton of this end part out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are going to make those shirts, by the way.
1: The Lions making the playoffs or winning the division would be the most 2020 thing ever to happen. So you know what? It's probably
5: going to happen. So Tomorrow whatever. they cancel the football season. <laughs> you just can't release this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. It would be, would be the most 2020 thing
0: ever. Guys, this was, this was good. Craig, uh, thanks for uh, jumping on this side of the, uh, the wall as well and being talent for this one. Um, but uh, we are. People forget I have takes. That's the problem. Well, we know you have takes. It's just when we get to the Patriots, it gets a little long. I mean, you know, we we're trying to cut it down.
2: And also, there's six people on this show. I gotta let you guys do your thing.
0: It's true, which is another reason why this kind of format worked a little bit. So, you know, we'll have to do it for the MLB. I'm just kidding. I can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> uh, so, guys, thanks again for joining us here on the SNSW podcast, uh, the NFL division preview. It uh, was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you're not subscribed, subscribe, download, and listen to our episodes. Follow us on social media. Craig will have all that down in the description below. For um, my co-host this evening, Michael, Mark, Angelo, Rayshon, Buchanan, Dave Clark, Bob Kelly, the best producer uh, in the game and pretty good talent, too, Craig Delessandro. My name's Joe Malkin. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the football season. We'll talk to you on Sunday.
2: Thanks for tuning in to Episode 6 of the SNSW Podcast. One final time, I'm Craig D'Alessandro, Executive Producer of the SNSW Network. If this is your first time finding us and you like what you heard, please consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. The SNSW Podcast is a one-hour weekly, two-hour monthly podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcript of today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as our WordPress and Buzzsprout pages. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you generally get your podcast. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. And, of course, follow us on all of our social medias. All of our links will be in the show notes. Once again, for the SNSW crew, I'm Craig D'Alessandro. We'll talk to you next time.
0: cast.